Hello and welcome. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we have special dear guests who is an absolutely delightful person to speak to this morning, this Monday. She will get you going. And this is Susan Eckert. Hello, Susan. Hello, Lucy and Jim. So nice to meet you guys. And thank it's you for having me. good to meet me. you as well, my friend. It's good to have you here. So today we talk about the purpose and do we really all and each and every one of us, do we have a purpose? Do we really have to focus on this? And Susan knows the answer, right, Susan? <laughs> Absolutely. And here's the answer. Yes, <laughs> we all have a purpose. And the thing is this, it's not what we think it is in general. Oh, really? Absolutely. Most of us think that our purpose revolves around something external to us, right? Like something, some career path we're supposed to be taking, um, some major accomplishment that we're supposed to be getting done in the course of our lifetime. But really, do you want to know what the secret is? Absolutely. <laughs> the secret is this. Our purpose is to become fully ourselves. And here's why this is challenging. We are born pristine and perfect. And as we grow, so, social conditioning, parenting, schooling, pressures to conform to a mainstream ideal, discolor who we really are, hide who we really are. And so we become disconnected from ourselves. So then our life journey becomes one of shedding the layers that have covered up who we really are so that we can rediscover our truth. That is our purpose. How do we do that? I mean, I spoke to someone a few days ago that has something similar, but, and, but I'm wondering, a lot of us, I mean, now you make me think about something I had never thought about is that when, you talk, when Lucy and, uh, began and asked about our purpose, I began to think, well, everybody has a purpose, even if they don't know they have one. And now I'm thinking about, well, how do we remove all of this stuff in our life so we can be? Yes. And that is the question because that is the challenge, right? It takes a lot of self-awareness. So when I, the clients that I work with, we focus on four pillars. One is self-awareness. One is self-connection, right? That's, that's learning to discern our inner voice from the other voice that lives within us, that tells us all the things that we've been told throughout our whole lives, right? You're supposed to do it this way. You're supposed to be this way. Yes. When our inner voice says, no, 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 you're just supposed to be you. And maybe that's different from what the mainstream values, right? Um, the third pillar is self-confidence and self-esteem. Um, the fourth is um, self, what is the fourth? <laughs> self-awareness, self-confidence, self-connection, and um, self-actualization, right? So our goal yes. is to fully express, embody. So I have, uh, I, my motto is own who you are, embody it, and then deliver it to the world, right? So that self-actualization comes in when we can actually fully express who we are as we are. Right. Now, I've been an introvert my whole life. I'm kind of quirky. I'm a quirky person. And I tried to hide all of that <laughs> because people would say, you're unusual. I've never met anyone like you. And I thought that was a bad thing. 
And over the years, I've learned that, no, that's exactly what makes me me. And when I'm authentically me, I allow other people by extension to be who they are, right? I serve as a model for them and they feel it's okay for them to be the way they are too. Yes. So it's, it's, it's all a beautiful thing. So once we can look at what does that inner voice say to me? Like if I'm trying to be something that is not feeling like a fit for me, what is, what is it that's causing me to try and be this way? What can I release? What can I let go of? What mindset belief do I have that isn't serving me right now? Because it puts me in a state of discomfort or tension. Well, uh, I've seen once uh, online, it used to be old caricature, like uh, parody on the schooling system when you see the kids walking in happy and smiling in the school and then walking out with like the box instead of the head mm -hmm. condition. And I think we have a lot of condition, as you mentioned, Susan, from the family too, and then the relationship, and then there are bad experiences, good experiences, and Oh, it's easy to lose ourselves and many people try to find themselves when they're over 40 and mm -hmm. it might feel like oh come on it's a bit too late <laughs> so how to overcome <clears throat> excuse me how to overcome that oh you, that's a nice cat <laughs> is it cat yes <laughs> after like zooms he loves zooms see, see here he comes <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> so, Susan, <laughs> how do we uh, remove that feeling that it's never too late and just we just must try, no matter what mm. age we are in? Mm. Well, you know, where did we get that belief from, right? And I actually just posted yesterday on LinkedIn, um, I had read a story about a 90-year-old woman who went back and got her GED. She had never been able to get back. She was so busy taking care of family and grandchildren and everything that she never got her GED. And she said, I'm going to do this. And she went at 90 and got her GED, which launched me into a search. How many people have done this, right? And come to find out so many people have gotten law degrees, college degrees in their 90s because they said, who, who said I can't grow at this age? Yes, right? yes. I love that, that they haven't given up on life maybe 60 and said, well, it's time to retire and I'm just going to sit by the river and do nothing the rest of the next 35, 40 years. That's right. That's right. As long as we are breathing, we have space for growing. And yes. I'm in my 50s and it's only now in my 50s that I'm feeling like I'm really coming into who I am, right. who I was always meant to be. But come on, you look 18. Thank you. No, yeah. seriously. My heart, it, my heart is 13, so I think it kind of averages out. It works. Okay, guys. So those of you who can't see video, it really works. So listen to Susan. Wow. All right, give me the real Susan. This is the stunt double for our listeners, okay? No, but I will tell you, um, looking younger than my age has not always served me. Um, when I was a corporate girl working for major corporations um, like Ernst & Young, American Express, people would undervalue what I said because they would look at me and say, what do you know? What are you, 18? Yes. You know, and so um, sometimes I purposely drop my age so people will first go, 
and then they'll take me seriously, right? Because the belief is if you haven't lived enough, how do you know what you're, how do you know? Why are you telling me, right? But I follow some women who are in their 30s, early 30s or late 20s, and they are so wise. So I believe in this concept of um, all souls and also that some of us are just, if we're paying attention, we are wiser than our age, the number, right? Well, I think that's uh, absolutely correct. Um, I noticed you do a lot of work with uh, with women. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you have a particular challenges in getting women to self-actualize, if you will? You know, I feel that um, women, my experience has been that women are, are more likely to be introspective, right? And more likely to try and find their authentic voice because while boys in our culture are encouraged to express themselves from a young age, right? Girls, it's, it's usually the opposite, right? So women have some, at least in my culture, like I'm, I come from a Latin culture where it was, and then also a religious culture where my, it was like, girls should be seen and not heard kind of philosophy. And the more women I speak to, the more I keep hearing the same thing <laughs> from them too. So I think it goes cross culture. Um, so we're asked to sacrifice our wants and needs for other people so that we are groomed to be caretakers of others. So women have a unique need, um, a unique struggle in reconnecting with their authentic selves and their true inner voice because we're told so much all our lives by other people, who we are, who we should be, how we should sit, how we should stand, right? And so at some point, women get to a place um, where maybe it's empty nest syndrome, right? Our children are grown and they're out of the house now. And now who are we with? We're sitting in our own space going, what yes. do I do with myself? Who am I now? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's especially hard for women, from my experience and from my experience working with other women, because we not taken seriously, not taken into account in the decision making. And oftentimes when it comes to workplace, we either judge on, oh, okay, you're too young, you don't know enough, and you will live for maternity leave. Or then, oh, you're over 30, okay, you probably will live for maternity leave, because <laughs> or you have young kids, yeah. you will have a lot of sick leaves. And then, okay, 35, you're too old. Why are you going to work here? <laughs> so, yes. Oh my gosh, that's a great point, Lucy. And you know what? You raised another really interesting point, which is um, in my experience, when I was in the corporate world, it was there was one way to be in the corporate world if you were going to be successful. So the women who I saw being successful were the women who tried to exist in a masculine way right? Uh, some didn't get married. They sacrificed getting married so that they could be show that they were committed, right? And they were in the workplace. There's no fear of me going and getting, having a child and <laughs> right, leaving on maternity leave. And then other women would be married, but they wouldn't have children. And I saw this when I would look at the ranks of the leaders who were women, I saw that they were making compromises in their lives. And I made the decision um, after 15 years in the corporate sector to say, no, I'm going to do things differently. And mm. I decided to launch my own business. Yeah, but it is a real pressure. 
It's a very real pressure. There's a lot of pressure. And also from my experience from corporate world, when you go in, it's just not just your condition to be different, but you also have a lot of limitations by the workplace and the business place to you because no one asks men why you have to take those two hours off end of the day. But if women, women asks, it's like, oh, are your kids sick? Or, oh, why did she do that? She has a bad day or what's going on? So yeah, yeah. it is tough. So our ladies who listen to us, please work with Susan. Uh, she will help you find yourself because, well, from my experience, it's almost impossible to find yourself when you work in corporate. It's like until you burn out and leave and start doing, doing you, it's like almost not doable. Is it, mm -hmm. Susan? Or there is some secret? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting because right now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but McKinsey released a report a couple of months ago, like two months ago, that talked about how um, corporate America is experiencing a hemorrhaging of women who are leaving the workplace because they're feeling burnt out. It's not because they can't handle it. It's because corporate environments are toxic. Right. And so women are discovering that they have resources that they can use and that they're capable. So if they're not getting the credit in corporate America, they're going to go launch their own business and have success on their own terms. Right. Absolutely. So, I, yes, I think things have changed somewhat since when I was in corporate. There's a lot more initiatives and programs designed to guide, uh, support women in the workplace and diversity and inclusion. Um, strategies and initiatives often include women in that. So I think organizations have their hearts and minds in the right place, but culture shift is hard and it takes a really long time. It's like turning the Titanic. <laughs> it takes a long time, yes. right? So, and sometimes our intentions, you know, we have intentions, but we don't really follow through and there isn't alignment throughout the whole organization. So for women, it becomes a matter of, you know, uh, really doing the work to figure out what it is, how they want to express themselves, what it is that they want to achieve in their lives, and then doing an honest assessment about can they do that in the environment that they're in, All right? Because not everybody's designed to be an entrepreneur. So it becomes a matter of finding an environment that aligns. And some of the work that I do with my clients, they, they discover, first they say, I don't want to do what I'm doing. I hate it. It's killing me, right? And we go full circle and they come up back and say, no, no, I love exactly what I'm doing. I just don't love doing it in the environment that I'm in. Touche. Yes. This is brilliant. I, I want our listeners to, uh, to contact you because I like your affable personality. I think you're, you, A, you know what you're talking about, and B, because your personality, you're able to break through some of those barriers of resistance that we don't quite realize that we have. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, it's once when we gift ourselves, and I say gift ourselves time and space to really connect with our passions, our, our purpose, this is what we started with, right? Then we can connect with our true desires and who we really are. And one question that I always ask people is what dreams did you give up to grow up? When you examine that, we usually find a lot of gold in that. Yes. 
it is it is important work so our dear listeners please go to susan's website it's susanecker.com you can find link in the description to this episode thank you susan uh, before we go is there any exercise or anything you can uh, some task homework you can give to our listeners to do this week Absolutely. If they'd like, they can go to mindfullifemakeover.com and download an assessment um, uh, so they can see where are they now, what areas are they, of their life are they thriving in, and what areas are do they maybe want to set intentions around and uh, change some mindset, mindsets around so that they can elevate those areas as well in their life this year. That's good. That's very good. I mean, Susan... <laughs> You're quite extraordinary, and I'm delighted that we could have you on today. I like your approach, and I and I feel comfortable that anyone that we can't work with, we could refer them to you because you, I believe, you're extraordinarily gifted. Oh, thank you so much! I, thank you guys for finding me. <laughs> I think you guys found me on uh, Podwatch, so I'm really happy about that, and I, I've enjoyed chatting with you guys. You guys, I love your energy too. <laughs> I'm um, like, when I get my video YouTube thing up and going, I want to invite you on. <laughs> <laughs> well, touche. We'd be happy to. If you invite Jim, he can kick into twelve hours live. <laughs> Because he always has a story in the side of the story and the story I'm sorry, behind. Okay, I can't, I can't help it. Right? I love his sense of humor. He's a great sense of humor. You remind me of an uncle of mine who's always cracking these hilarious jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you have a wonderful day, ma'am. And uh, take the rest of the day off a little bit. Yeah, I wish I could. <laughs> thank you for joining us thank you guys have a great day so nice meeting you, you. Good. bye-bye bye-bye this is motivational monday by, by jim, jim and, and lucy. lucy follow our podcast and check out our website jimandlucywoods.com